Welcome to the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. I'm Erin Summers, joined by my co-host, John DeShazer. We are gearing up for the Patriots game. It's this Sunday, 12 o'clock Central. It's going to be on Fox. Our guest today, Shannon Spake, will be sidelined there for that broadcast. Looking forward to getting some insight from her ahead of that matchup. Before we dive into that conversation, John, Let's talk about the injury report. We're hoping to get some players back, especially on the defensive side, maybe lock up some consistency there as the season continues to move on. So what are we looking at? I know some people were limited in Thursday's practice, which means they're making their way back into being full participants and and hopefully will be available in the game on Sunday. Yeah, I think uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, the defensive back, he will be back. He was limited on Wednesday. He's full on Thursday. So I'm pretty sure he'll be back. Uh, defensive Antano Passignon, I think he'll be back also. He's been a full participant in practice after he missed last week's game. Uh, the big name, obviously, is Marshawn Lattimore, the cornerback. He's been limited on both days, Wednesday and Thursday. But it's a hand injury, so it might be whether or not he can, one, uh, withstand the pain level with it, and two, he doesn't cause any more structural damage by playing with that hand. So that will be the main thing because obviously he'll be able to run. I mean, it's a hand injury, so he'll be able to cover. But can he use his hand uh, to defend and can he be able to not cause further injury to it? Those are the main guys. Well, I say those are the main guys, but center Eric McCoy looks like he's going to be out again. And when you hear the Saints talk about communication issues in terms of picking up the blitz and in terms of uh, not being able to pick it up against Carolina, Eric McCoy is significant in that role. He was entering his third season as a starter. And look, Cesar Ruiz has been a center all his life, except when he got to the NFL. <laughs> Last year, he played right guard. Uh, he subbed in at, at center in the season opener after McCoy got hurt. But last week against Carolina was the first time he started an NFL game at center. And Carolina just blitzed. And once they found that the Saints really didn't make a, a, a good adjustment to it and didn't pick it up well, they just continue to do so. So that communication issue is why Jameis Winston saying he needs to be a little bit more vocal. He probably needs to help out a little bit more in the blitz pickup because Cesar Ruiz is a little bit green in that area. And so Eric McCoy obviously is a significant injury. It was significant at the time. We didn't really know it because the Saints went on one in game 38 to three. So we kind of downplayed it. But now we're seeing as they go along how significant that injury can be. Communication has definitely been a point of focus. It's something that was talked about after the game on Sunday. I'm sure it's something that they're trying to work through this week as well. Doesn't look like anything will be changing on the offensive line going into that game Sunday. So just hopefully a little more reps here and practice this week will help sort out some of those issues and then possibly getting some of the coaches back as well. I know we're getting close to that 10-day window where they all had to at least be out for that amount of time before they could kind of return unless they of course had those negative tests back to back. So hopefully we'll get some people back on all sides uh, of the ball and on the sidelines there. And now we're going to bring in Shannon Spake. She is the sideline reporter for the Fox broadcast this coming Sunday Saints at Patriots. It'll be a noon kick. Shannon, it's great to have you on the podcast today. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing? I'm great. I, I'm, I will apologize ahead of time if I'm a little loopy. I just finished a 20 mile run. 
So <laughs> hopefully I hydrated well and, and got enough nutrition so that I'm not uh, completely <laughs> out of it, but uh, everything is great. You know, uh, getting ready for week three, this will be the first time that I cover a game in New England. Um, I'm pretty, pretty excited about it uh, to get up there. And, and of course, to get you guys uh, covering you guys, Sean Payton, uh, the, the players that you have, it's one of my favorite teams to watch and um, operate on the sidelines and, and things that the camera doesn't pick up. I, I just think it's so much fun to watch this team operate. Speaking to that, this is kind of the first time you're back on the field after last year, you're three weeks in, how excited or different has it been being back on the field? Yeah, it's, it's incredible. Cause week one, we didn't really, the game wasn't, uh, I mean, it was a blowout and it wasn't really exciting, but you just like, you felt like there was like, there was this excitement going on that you couldn't really put your finger on. And then, you know, last week, same thing. We, I had the San Francisco Eagles game and, you know, the first half was just really, it was just defense and it didn't seem like anyone wanted to score. Anyone wanted to, to take that game over, but it still felt big and it felt like there was a lot going on and it's because of the fans. It's because the fans are back and it's because you're right there on the field and really getting a sense of, um, of, of the, you know, the energy that's down there on the field. I've always said my favorite time um, on Sundays is that 11 to 12 o'clock hour when I can literally, I usually have like a list of, of players that I want to chat with. And even it's, if, even if it's just say, hello, how's your family? Um, you know, uh, Alex Mack is a center for San Francisco. He's getting married in Ireland. I'm getting married. I got married in Ireland. So I went up and talked to him about that. So it's just building those relationships that I really felt like were on hold for an entire year last year when we weren't allowed on the field. Who's on your list of people to talk to on the field ahead of this game in Foxborough? I don't have them yet. So what I usually do is, you know, so I get four or five players. Um, so I talked to Cam Jordan on the phone yesterday. Um, I'm going to talk to Alvin a little bit later this afternoon. And then I also have some Patriots players that I'm getting on the phone. I think two or three of them. So I do get a good, uh, good amount on the phone, but what I, what I do is in our Saturday production meeting, or if there are things that come about with our meetings with coaches or players over the course of Friday and Saturday, I kind of write those things down last minute nuggets that I just want to check in on. And uh, that's kind of when I compile those questions uh, for guys. But most of the time, the teams are really great. If there's a specific player that I want to talk to during the week on the phone, they get them for me. Now, Shannon, now that you've made us all feel really, really lazy with the <laughs> run flex, oh. um, <laughs> which, which, which games have you done so far this season? And, and I know it's early, really early, but has any team slash player left an impression on you so far? So the first week we were in New York, we had the Broncos at the Giants. And then last week we had San Francisco um, at Philadelphia. And I think for me, week one, just watching Teddy, uh, Teddy Bridgewater um, in, in a new system. I think it's his fifth system in five years. And I really felt like he um, he's just like. I mean, think about how hard it must be <laughs> to start over every single year at a new team with a new system and just kind of hit the ground running the way that he does. And I was I was pretty impressed with, with what I saw. And I covered him a couple of times at Carolina last year, and I didn't see what I saw out of him uh, week one at Denver. And I know it's early. Um, I think Vaughn Miller, you know, we it, listen for for a, a future Hall of Famer a guy that's, you know, 32 years old to do what he did in that game. It was, it was a lot of fun to talk to him post game. 
Uh, as far as last week, uh, you know, I'll have to think the defense. I just think the defense overall for both of those teams were, were so incredible, especially San Francisco. You know, having Nick Bosa, th- that he is a man child. Like when you see him on the sidelines, he is an incredible physical just everything, right? I mean, he's everything that you think. You see him on TV and he's this massive person and then you see him, you know, in person and he's just, he's just amazing. So to watch those guys operate, it was, uh, I I love that San Francisco defensive front and it was a lot of fun to watch them operate. Any early impressions of the Saints? Because honestly, we don't necessarily know what to do right now. I mean, a blowout win, a blowout loss. We're not exactly sure what to make of the Saints yet. Yeah, and I, I that's one of the questions I'm actually going to ask um, when I talk to the Patriots. It's like, do you watch? Do you even watch last week's tape? Because can you can you take? Because is that is that who the Saints are, or are the Saints what we saw week one? Uh, I I don't I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't think you know the answer to that, and I'm sure Sean Payton wants to figure that out as well. Obviously, what with this team and and the city of New Orleans and and you guys and everyone that's involved, what the 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 obstacles that, that you guys have had over the you know the course of the last month are incredible. And no excuses, right? The team's not going to make excuses. Uh, but missing coaches, missing all those players on defense, uh, being you know away from home. I, I know that they're pros, and I I know, but they're also human, and um, and you do have to kind of take a little bit of that into consideration. I, I do hope that we don't see the turnovers. I, I hope that those get corrected uh, because the Patriots were very stingy against Zach Wilson last weekend. And, um, and, and, and you heard Sean Payton today, I think during his press conference, he talked about uh, the fact, uh, the record that the Patriots have when they win that turnover battle is pretty incredible. So that, that could be the big difference in this game. Yeah. 108 and seven, I believe he said, he said that was our stat of the week. Yep. We took that and ran with it. You mentioned going to Foxborough. Was that a bucket list type thing? I mean, you know, it's not necessarily the historical place that Lambeau Field is, but they've won a lot of championships there. Yeah. And the fact that, you know, I work for Fox Sports and so we, prim- we primarily do the NFC. So the opportunity to go to an AFC stadium, especially one um, like Foxborough, like it's, it doesn't come, it doesn't come around that often. So yes, 100%. And I don't, I don't know how much you guys know, but I, I run stadium stairs. I think I've run like maybe 40 different stadiums over the course of my career. And so I am absolutely going to go out there on Saturday and run some stadium stairs because I have got to put this one on my list of stadiums that I've done, but, but still on my bucket list, I've never done a game at Lambeau. I, 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 you know, it's one of those things where you're like, I really want to do one, but I, do I want it to be in December? And then you're like, it has to be in December, right? You have to do a game in Lambeau in December because that's like real Green Bay. Uh, I have not done a game at Kansas City and I haven't done a game at Seattle. I would love to do those. And, and obviously the Raiders um, <clears throat> in Las Vegas at their new stadium would be, would be pretty cool as well. Okay. Stadium stairs, 20 miles. Um, last year. <laughs> talk to you. You were in the process of preparing for a, a race then, I believe. Yeah. Um, whoo. Um, <laughs> really, where, where does the energy come from? Yeah. So uh, I, I was actually training for Kona, which is the Ironman World Championships. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm an Ironman Foundation ambassador, and I raised $35,000 a couple of years ago for the foundation uh, and got my bid to Kona. I was We were supposed to race it in 2020, and of course, COVID happened, uh, and then it just got postponed. So we were six weeks out when we found out that it was going to be postponed. Thankfully, we found out before my 
105 mile bike ride that I was supposed to do that weekend. Cause I would have been really ticked off if I actually did that <laughs> bike ride and then found out. Um, but the Chicago marathon is actually the same weekend that Kona was supposed to be. So I was able to get into the Chicago marathon. So I'm going to go and do that. So this year I did two 70.3s, two 70.3 Ironmans, and then, uh, the Chicago marathon in 16 days. So, uh, where I get the energy, I don't know. <laughs> My husband is ready to divorce me because I'm, yeah, I'm always running or, or biking or swimming or, or tired, but, um, but it's, it's something that I really love to do. I, I mean, I struggled doing like three miles yesterday at Audubon park. So I, <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I obviously need some of that energy or maybe just the ability to actually run would help. Um, looking at this matchup specifically, you have two iconic head coaches going head to head in this one, two coaches with just uh, over 150 wins in their career, two of the active five that are currently still coaching in the NFL, just having those two types of minds going head to head. I mean, how excited are you to kind of see that? Yeah, it's a dream. I, and, and I, the only way I can really, so the only way I can explain is I worked a, a Duke Syracuse basketball game. I think it was 2000, it must've been 13 or 14. It was the first time they played at the carrier dome and there was like 37,000 people or something there. And I remember walking back behind the benches and it's like Bayheim, coach K. Bayheim, Coach K, and you're just like, oh my gosh, where am I? How did I get here? And, and you just pinch yourself. And, and this weekend is going to be the same way for me to have Bill Belichick and, and Sean Payton. As I mentioned, I love watching. Uh, I, I loved watching Drew Brees just operate on the sideline. Camera's not on him. How he goes about his business because you're watching the best of the best. You're watching someone who is the most elite at at a um, at a sport or at a or at something in than anyone else, right? The the elite of the elite, and you just watch him operate the way that he does stuff, the way that he uh, talks to his players, handles his his huddle, um, sits on the bench, all of that stuff. I've been like a stalker. Um, but the same thing this weekend, it's going to be the same thing. Just, I love watching Sean Payton pregame warmups, you know, something that, that a lot of fans don't see where he walks down and literally gives every single one of his players a handshake, a fist pump, or, or, you know, kind of says hello to each and every one of their play, the players. And I've told coach Payton that before, like, I just think that that's such a cool thing and something that as a, as a sports fan, and as someone who has the best seat in the house, I feel very blessed to be able to, to share in some of those moments. And so I'm excited to watch these two coaches simply do their jobs because they're so good at doing them offensively both of these teams with two different quarterbacks at the helm Mac Jones for the Patriots quarterback Jameis Winston for the Saints who do you see stepping up as the leaders on these squads well I when I talked to Cam Jordan last night I I, um, I asked him who who has stepped up as the leader in place of Drew Brees. And, and without hesitation, he said, you watched the game last week. You, you, you can tell who the, the leader on that offense is. And he was talking about Jameis. Um, he said that he just, he lives and breathes and, and loves and the passion is so real and, and it's infectious. And, um, and so I was actually, I was thinking he would say Alvin's really stepped up or, or someone else has stepped up and he was without pause, just right there with, with, with the name Jameis Winston. So uh, again, I, I, I hope that the, the turnovers are, um, 
are, are cleaned up. And I, I know everybody does right with Jameis, because that's, that's the fault. That's the one thing that everyone kind of looks at. Um, as far as uh, the new England Patriots, it's interesting because you look at this team and yeah, it is completely different. It's not just Tom gone. You just look at it, it just seems different. Uh, but I think Mac Jones has done a really, really good job. And, and when I talked to cam and I asked him about, you know, you know, playing against a rookie quarterback, he was like, I don't care who's the quarterback. Like he's got bill Belichick pulling the strings. Bill Belichick is pulling the strings. He's going to be fine. And, and I thought that that was a really cool statement. Well, the saints historically have had some success against rookie quarterbacks. If unless you discount Jalen hurts last year, but they've historically had some pretty good success against rookie quarterbacks, but Matt Jones does not seem to be much of a rookie uh, so far. Uh, how is it that Josh McDaniels and, and new England seem to be able to adapt and find the guy to, to plug in and play that well this early. Yeah, I don't know. I'd love to say it's it's similar to, you know, Alabama, but of course we all know that college and the NFL is so drastically different. This is a big this is a big guys. It's faster, it's bigger, it's everything, right? Than than it is at Alabama, but maybe it's the systematic way that, you know, Mac Jones goes into a system and the system is there, the system works and and you do what the system requires and you have success. Maybe it's the same kind of thing. Um, I'll be interested to sit down with him and talk to him about some of the similarities. Um, in terms of kind of moving from one system to the next and, and how he's been able to um, acclimate so quickly. Um, at halftime of this game, another special moment is going to be with wide receiver Julian Edelman. It's going to be there, yeah. be honored. Being that everyone will be there and be a part of that, I, I'm assuming you're going to have a role in being able to talk to him and everything as well. Well, I'll definitely say hello to him. And and I, um, I listen, I that's one of my favorite things. I remember... I, I grew up a Miami Dolphin fan. I, I lived in Fort Lauderdale and, and went to Dolphin games and number 54 and number 99 were, I mean, they were the jam, right? I have one Jersey. I, I have it in orange. I have it in white and I have it in turquoise and that's number 54, Zach, Zach uh, Thomas. And then of course, you know, Jason Taylor, what he was able to do um, on the other side. And so when Jason got um, inducted into the hall of fame, and he was down there receiving his ring. I got to interview him. And I remember I, I, I literally, I, you know, early in my career, I would have probably been like, act like you're supposed to be here. Pretend like you're supposed to be here. Don't become a fangirl. But I'm like, you know what? I don't care. I was like, you know what, Jason? I said, I got to tell you, this is a full circle event for me because I used to sit up there all the way up there and watch you play down here. And now I'm down here interviewing you. I was like, I can't even describe what this moment's like for me um, to be here and kind of sharing this with you. And, and he was really, I mean, he, he was like, that's awesome. You know? Um, and so, yes. So these moments when you realize again, a guy like Edelman, who is the best of the best and as, as operates at such an elite level uh, to be there. And you know, the fans are going to be super jacked up being back home and, um, and having him there. So it'll, it'll be quite the scene, I'm sure. All right. So usually these two teams score a ton of points. How do you think this one is going to play out? Well, it's, you know, it's, it's interesting. Like the defense, I just think, I think the defense, it, I think it depends on if you guys have your defensive players back. Right. Because I know that there were a lot that were missing from the game 
um, last week. I, the first two weeks I've had the the, the defense has has ruled, uh, and I don't I don't know if the first two weeks was just offensively getting back up to speed. Maybe it's the the the, the noise in the stadium. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo was completely thrown um, off rhythm in that first half last week in Philadelphia. Who knows what it is? Um, I I don't. I don't know because I don't know what I can expect out of New Orleans. I don't really know which New Orleans team is going to show up. Um, I hope the I hope the best one because I hope it's a really good game with a lot of points and <laughs> moving the ball downfield and a lot of great you know explosive plays that just makes the place go crazy or just completely silences the place. Yeah, we're definitely looking for Week One Saints to be showing up this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay. We're going to close it out with just some random questions, nothing to do with football. Um, we're calling it the the two minute drill here. So we're going to just start with some very basic, you know, what's your favorite cake flavor? Oh, (laughs) I don't really eat cake. Um, (laughs) my kids, my kids are big time. Like they love to bake, but I know I'm supposed to give you one, one answer. Okay. Um, if I had to go with one carrot, carrot cake. That's not bad. Um, I love what, cake. what was your best subject in school? The bar. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Hey, I are. like the honesty. Is that a subject? It was in my school. Yeah. <laughs> we had a place at, at Carolina called the library. It was a bar. And so that's where we always say we were at. Um, what is something that you love to do the most outside of, of work? Be with my kids. Yeah. Spend time absolutely. with my boys. One hundred percent. Um, if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? Oh my goodness gracious. Um I, maybe Italy. I really love Italy. I, I love the history that's there. And um, and then you've got some beaches and some water and 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 I haven't really been to a whole lot of other places, but I, I like Italy. Are you a sunrise or sunset person? Sunrise, 100, but I used to be a sunset for a long time. Actually, I was a sunset and sunrise uh, in college, hence the bar (laughs) thing. Uh, But now I'm definitely a sunrise. Um, On a scale of one to 10, how good are you when it comes to keeping secrets? I would say 10. Kind of goes with the job. 10 is the best? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I also feel like if it's not my secret to tell, why am I going to tell it? There you go. Um, who do you admire most? Oh man, that's really, that's an impossible question for someone to just think of because there's been so many people in my life. I think that I admire at certain times that give me sort of the, um, the, the info that I need. It's a, I, I got to take a pass on that one. I don't, I, I, it, it's way too hard. All right. Do you have any pets? I do. I have three dogs. So I assume you're a dog person over cat. Yes. Yes. We have three rescue dogs. Uh, Norman is a 90 pound Akita mix. Charlie is a 40 pound terrier mix. And Cooper is a 17 year old uh, miniature pincher. I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for giving us some other insight into who you are and things that you like. And we look forward to you being on the sideline at our game on Sunday. Awesome. We'll see you there. Thanks so much to Shannon Spake. Lots of good intel there. And she makes me feel bad because I clearly don't get enough exercise. <laughs> Pretty incredible that she can do all of that and then run up and down on the sidelines and bring us great reports 
every Sunday with uh, Fox. John, I don't know anything stand out to you other than that in talking to Shannon. Yeah, I mean, you know, it does impress me that, um, you know, she's eager to get to Foxborough. She hadn't been there before, so she's mm-hmm. looking forward. I can understand that you want to go to all, not just all the stadiums, but certainly one of the ones that houses one of the great franchises in NFL history. So that's it. But yeah, the, the, the whole exercise thing, I mean, I, I was exhausted listening, listening to it. I was embarrassed more than anything because, you know, who, you know, you listen to somebody saying they're running 20 miles and they're disappointed when, a day when they only ran 16 and that kind of thing. And I'm thinking to myself, when's the last time I covered 16 miles in a, in a day that I wasn't in a car. So that, <laughs> that's phenomenal <laughs> to me. Definitely. Across the whole entire week, what was the, the best thing that you heard this week or saw in regards to the Saints? Well, I guess the, um, the best thing was uh, Coach Payton. Uh, I don't know if it's the best thing or the worst thing. Best thing was when he said that, you know, New England, when it wins the turnover battle at home, is 108-7. and seven. That's their record since Bill Belichick became the head coach, which means when they win the turnover battle at home, they win. So that's critical to what the Saints need to be looking at. But when he, he threw out that stat, and it sounds almost insane to believe that a team could be 108 and seven over that period. But man, that, that's phenomenal. And it just tells you how important it is to take the ball on the road. Absolutely. For me, I think it was Alvin Kamara just talking about how personally they take it when they lose and how upset that they get. And then he said that it's something that Coach Payton, he's not happy. And they do not expect to lose back-to-back games. I know Sean takes it personal, for sure. I, I know he takes it personal when we lose, just like I take it personal, just like Demario takes it personal, Cam, you know, all, those, all the leaders on this team. Um, and, you know, I feel like when we lose, we want to, whatever their next game is, the next 10 games, we want to let people know, like, we're not losers. All right, that'll do it for this episode of the Saints podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Of course, you can find it on NewOrleansSaints.com. You can find it on our app presented by Verizon. We will be back here Monday. John and I will break down the game in Foxborough. Hoping for a win, guys. So make sure you tune in, cheer loud, wear your, your black and gold. And if you're there, let us know. If you have any questions after the game, please hit us up on Twitter. I'm Aaron E. Summers. John is John DeShazer. Thanks so much for listening, and we will talk to you guys next week.